Cavaliers last night in Toronto were down by 19 points to a Raptors team that uh, was playing R.J. Barrett. By the way, Raptors bring in Canadian guy. Yay! Yeah, Martin. we didn't. I wouldn't talk about that trade at all. No, uh, and and Emmanuel Quigley, who mm-hmm. I, I I like Quigley. Quigley's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think he's a really good player. I don't know if he's point guard enough. If you know what I mean, he right. might be score first, pass later. I don't know, but the but way I, the modern like NFL's o- or NFL, good golly, the the way that the modern NBA is operating, you kind of get away with that, especially because Scotty Barnes is such a good passer. Yeah, you can almost run stuff through Scotty Barnes. If you have three guys who can move the ball a little bit, you don't necessarily need the Mike Conley point guard. Right, you can get away with having somebody who can you know be a little bit more of an offensive weapon. Yeah. You know, and a guy that could get you a bucket when you need one, which is what that team needed because Siakam's been so up and down. Your Raptors minute. <laughs> for all of our friends up there in Canada. Yeah, well, we just, you know, we just try to do what we can to help. Yeah, you know, that's what we're here for. Uh, but the Cavs know. are down by 19 points. They came back, did a nice job, came back, um, had a chance to win the game at the end. They didn't win the game. You and I both hate the way that game was played at the end, and – there's no way to, to say this and not sound like you're bashing J.B. Bickerstaff or Donovan Mitchell, but I'm not and you're not. We just both hate the idea of, okay, we've played one way all game here, and they give the ball to your star player and have them get you a bucket late in the game. Right? I, I said it when LeBron James was here, so I, I feel fine just saying it when Donovan Mitchell's here. Just run the offense. It gets somebody open. It, it doesn't have to be pound, 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 or we're going to jack up a shot. High screen and roll is an effective play. There's a reason why they've been running it since the peach baskets were nailed up. Like, it it works. There's a reason why that it works, and it works well. But when your offense has also been relatively successful, and I am here, by the way, that your star player who can get a shot up whenever he wants can break the offense. I mean, if you ever want proof of that, ask Phil Jackson with Kobe Bryant in there. And even he acknowledged, hey, the triangle needed to be broken every so often so that Kobe could get his shots up and make sure that he, you know, could get the shots that we need when they need to go in. Like, I'm not saying it that way. And you want the guy who can get you a bucket when you need one. And Donovan Mitchell is one of those guys who can get his shot up and can make a whole lot of shots from anywhere on the floor at any point. But does that have to happen every game in clutch time? It seems that to be, that's the epidemic in the NBA to me that I can't stand. Correct. And the thing is, is I'm fine, you know, Donovan Mitchell does a nice job initiating the offense. He could get something going. He could find a shot for himself. He could find a shot for others. But way too many times they settle for that top of the key three off that high screen and roll, get a little bit of daylight, and hoist. And it just continues over and over again. And then last night with the lane violation on top of it. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry, you learned that in middle school, man. Like, Wait till it hits the, the rim, rim, please. Then take off. And I know it's the NBA and that they don't call it consistently. And when you don't call things consistently, people find loopholes. But, like, man, wait till the ball hits the rim. Then take off. All that said, here we sit 33 games into the Cavs season. Can you tell me what kind of a team this is yet? I don't think anybody can. And and I say that just for this reason. And they've been, been so beat up. They've not had a chance to gel. They've not had a chance to to see how Evan Mobley's come along and how Max Struess fits in with everybody else and blah, 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 blah. The numbers back it up. Struess and George Niang 
are the only Cavaliers who have played in all 33 games this year. So at least your free agent acquisitions are the ones who are making the real money are the yeah. ones that are and on the floor. Struess is doing a, a, a real solid job. He's good. Yeah, he's, he's good. He, he makes you better. He's a little up and down, but that, I think he's been a fine addition. And, and this is one that I think is pretty impressive. How many Cavaliers are averaging 13.8 points a game or more? This is, I think, pretty stunning. Six. Wow. Six. Averaging 13.8 or more. Wow. Now, why is that happening? Because guys have missed so many games. That's that's why that's happening. Uh, Donovan Mitchell has missed nine games. Darius Garland has missed 13 games. Evan Mobley has missed 12 games. Karis Levert has missed eight games. Jared Allen, who we know has been out, is like the leader in the clubhouse. He's missed only five. Wow. Isn't that stunning? Wow. I'll tell you, his offensive game has come around, too. Well, it's it's funny what happens when you need to go to a guy and you give him the ball. I hope what's happening throughout this entire stretch is that J.B. Bickerstaff, everybody on the coaching staff, is watching this tape and taking notes and drawing up shot charts and doing all that stuff and going, okay, here are all the things that we can do. Here are all the different ways that we can score. Here are all the different ways that we can make this offense work with passing, with all this stuff. How do we accentuate this and turn it into an offense that has options when playoff time comes around Mm -hmm. so that I don't have to watch Tom Thibodeau go, okay, let's blitz the pick and roll. Oh, they're done. (laughs) Like – how do we make it so that there isn't an easy solution to your offense in the playoffs? You know, one one thing that I've and, and see the N, the NBA is a strange game because and, and it's been a strange game for a very long time. I, I would I would argue that it's been more this way since Michael Jordan came into the league than before Michael Jordan came into the league. When, when Magic and Bird were doing their things with Boston and, and with Los Angeles, I don't think the league was quite this way. Michael really put it into the star system that you and I were talking about where, mm-hmm. hey, it's the end of the game. we got to give it to our guy, and he's got to put it Give me the ball. Shot. Let's yeah. go. It, it, Bird and, would and do though, it. Though Bird did that, mm-hmm. Bird also had McHale and Parrish and Ainge and DJ who got who got shots in key situations. Correct. And and Magic had the same thing with with Byron and Worthy and Kareem. And right. Even Kurt Rambis to some little extent. And but, Bird but, would do it from the post. You know, that was the other side of it. It's Bird would get down on that block. Well, actually more the elbow and kind of operate from there. It wasn't the let me catch this at the top of the three-point line and dribble the air out of the ball. Here's the one thought that I've had about this though. And I I've I've said this and I I I I meant it, and I think it's still true. However, I'm wondering. I I don't think the Cavaliers are especially deep, and I think that's the case with most every team in the NBA. However, since these guys have been out, other guys have had the opportunity, and other guys have actually stepped up, and it's made me rethink that a little bit. Sam Merrill has had several nice games. They've stumbled into something with him, I think. Well, Sam can shoot. And he's had several nice games. Now, several nice games doesn't mean you should be a rotation player. But I think he's made a real argument that he should be. Caleb Porter, or Caleb Porter, Craig Porter, Caleb Porter, former head coach at Akron Soccer Wiz. Mm-hmm. Craig Porter, New England Revolution, I think has looked really good 
when he's been given playing time. But do you need three six-one guards? You don't need three six-one guards. No. And so he's not going to play if Garland and Mitchell are there. But he looks like he can play. And all of a sudden that makes you a heck of a lot deeper. I wonder if when everybody comes back healthy, if J.B. Bickerstaff can come up with a type of offense, type of scheme where, okay, we're not going to just play seven or eight guys. Because it, it looks like you have weapons where you could actually go 9-10 deep. And I know that's not always commonplace in the NBA, but maybe it should be. Because your guys are getting beat up like crazy. Maybe you lower some minutes and you bring some of these guys back slowly and you become a team that, that I just love in the NBA where you can go 9 or 10 deep mm-hmm. and, and you just throw guys at them and, hey, go bust your butt for the 30 minutes you're on the floor rather than having to play 38. Ten guys get you to the playoffs. Seven guys get you through the playoffs. I, yeah, I mean, that's hard to argue with that. That's kind of the way that the NBA is, but maybe eight guys if you're lucky. You know, you, you turn down the bench and there's about eight guys there that you actually trust. Five starters and about three off of there. But it takes 10 to 12 guys to get you there. And so I'm with you. I would love to see, you know, hopefully they have stumbled into something with Sam Merrill. I would love to see more minutes from Sam Merrill. Yeah, you want to see if it's legit. Heck yeah. And and you're right. He can shoot. He can stand in front of some people on the defensive side of the ball. And he can handle the ball on top of that. He's not just Kyle Korver where he's just dribble, you know, or he's, I should say, he's not just Kyle Kyle Korver. Who could just put up shots? He could put the ball on the Kyle floor too. Well, it's not meant to be a knock. <laughs> it's just with Kyle Korver put the ball on the floor. It was a little uh, okay. Yeah, well, this guy, is going to yeah. be an adventure. He's not a point guard, right? That's for sure. Sam Merrill put the ball on the floor a little bit too. Like, there's a lot of different ways they could get the job done, and that depth continues to show itself, even to the point of like, I kind of want to see more Imani Bates. And I know he's lighting it up with the charge, and I know he's incredibly raw. He had a couple of nice passes in that Dallas game that still are sticking with me. That's like, okay, this guy, I, I, this guy kind of gets it. All right, I I'm not ready to see uh, Bates yet, but clearly the Cavs need the type of player that people thought he might be able to be. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, scoring small forward. Oh my God, please. <laughs> Can, can we Sold. can we have one? Are you between six seven and six ten? Can guard multiple positions and find your own shot. I, Come I, on down. Doesn't mean he can't do it. I'm going to have to be one over. He was a really highly thought of young prospect at some point. But clearly, if you look at this team now, let me throw out ten names to you: Mitchell, Garland, Mobley, Lavert, Allen, Struess, Okoro, Niang, Porter, Merrill. I think those guys have all shown at times this year, and clearly, you know, some of them are the starters. But those guys have all had moments where you've thought, yeah, that's 10. That doesn't even include Dean Wade and Tristan Thompson. Tristan Thompson's been really good. Yeah, I'm still a, shocked how good nice he's job. been. He's done a nice job. And Ty Jerome's been out. Bates is Bates is intriguing to people, but I, I think you're a long way away from right. something I, there. I'm, and by the but, way, by seeing more of it, I'm like, you know, give them five minutes every so often just, and see yeah. how this goes. Like, it I'm not. Makes me, it makes me think, okay, what can you do here, J.B. Bickerstaff, to play some of these guys? I think you kind of need to incorporate some of these guys and, and see if you can become a different kind of team. But that's when guys come back and they're all healthy. And that's, man, that's, you, I can't get a feel for this team yet. I don't think anybody can just because there have been so many significant injuries. And I still think the bottom line is 
when Evan Mobley becomes a beast, if not your main beast, you're that's when you're going to know what you might have here. I I still think I still think he's the key to the whole thing. If Agreed. he can reach that upper echelon level, Dan, you're going to really have something. He's 21. For all he's, of the people a, who are out there, now, but that's for all of the people who are out there who are saying he's been a letdown, he's been a disappointment, all of those different things. He's 22. Yep. Okay. Turned in June. Good for him. But like all those <laughs> things, like. Yeah, because either you do or you don't. Right. I still think there's a lot of talent there, and I still think I there think is incredible talent. I still think there's a guy who could be an upper echelon NBA player sitting in there. I mean, yes, we were. Uh, he's damn. He, he's he's damn good now, Dan. He's raw on offense. His defensive well, his defensive instincts are unbelievable. He might be raw, but he's averaged sixteen points a game last year. And this this is going to be unpopular when he's option three. I don't know that he ever becomes what it is he can become if you've got two ball dominant six one guards. I just don't know that you're going to get enough looks that you're going to have enough opportunity to develop your game. My own thought. I, I think I there's a way you know. could do it, but it might. it's going to involve some sacrifice. It's going to involve some reality. Which might not, yeah, people might not like that very much. Mm-hmm. Might not like that very much. 216-474-0092 is the number to join us if you'd like to join in. Did you watch the uh, the college football playoffs last night? If you did, you saw some good games. Have you watched other bowl games? If you did, you probably haven't enjoyed those very much. I know Kirby Smart hasn't. I'm guessing Ryan Day hasn't. Next on Basket of Phelps.